0: So hi, we're from Alpha Omega London, maker of shoes at heart but creator of waves in the fashion industry. We started this podcast series to tackle head-on the current issues that matter in the society we live in today and get honest views from the mouths that matter. So in this series, we're discussing how fashion over the years has followed with its association with revolutionary causes and social injustices revolutionising both the industry and the way we view gender in a post-industrialised world. So, tackling
1: this discussion, this series, is Tamara, Nazina, Priyanka, Kate. Okay, so um, welcome and thank you for tuning in to the final episode um, of this series. This next episode is going to be primarily about looking at whether gender fashion as a trend is pretty much the solution to um, creating a world that's that's a little bit more progressive and, and gender-equal. Or if that's pretty much what fashion intends, is it, you know, it's establishing whether that's its purpose, whether whether it is trying to solve that conundrum. I
0: don't know. The way that I see it is that it's almost just trying to be... Like a like a plaster, you know. And it's kind of like a one size fits all, and it's mm. like, okay, well, we're having a little bit of a crisis right now. Some people are It's two kind of ends of the spectrum. It's like some people don't associate with either male or female, or the people that do associate with male and female, they don't like the bad connotation, you know. A to me, a is very masculine. Yeah, it's a yeah. woman that, that it's toning down on femininity. Absolutely, and a guy can. I just don't. Um, I I feel like a guy would still wear the same thing. Yeah. If if we if you were in, I don't know when Selfridges did that agenda kind Pop of up. floor. Yes. If you were in there, a guy could pick up anything and he it would be like, "Cool, what I'd wear, still look like a guy." Yeah. Yeah. Like a guy. <laughs> but a girl would pick it up and.
1: Maybe look like a pubescent boy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And she'll look like a pubescent boy because yeah. she's wearing a baggy t-shirt that hides that she has boobs, and she's wearing yeah. kind of some, some like shapeless trousers, yeah. and the t-shirt's coming over her bum, so you can't see that she has a figure. And she's right. wearing trainers like Stan Smiths or something, whatever.
1: Like, uh, do, do you know what? To to a degree, um, I get where the pre- I get the premise. The premise is about you know, kind of trying to not be perceived purely by your your gender identity and and having that mask because I think you know really we shouldn't be defined by our gender identities as we've discussed before Mm -hmm. however we should feel empowered you can't I I believe you should be feel empowered by who you are individually and you know I don't necessarily feel as though gender identities should define who you are it but should I think just be. It... it it should. It, and then I think the way fashion kind of plays into that should be to encourage that empowerment. And I feel as though this this sort of agenda concept is it's it's a little bit it, it it's almost counterproductive um, for gender binary sexes. And I don't know necessarily whether it's going to be productive for communities who don't necessarily subscribe to who who are transgender or or who subscribe to other gender identities I don't know how how much this is really going to you know create such an impact on their lives and how they feel integrated into you know into acceptance I just feel
0: it strips away identity more than anything I just think it's 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 very...
1: But I guess for some... Faceless. That's the issue. It's being categorised in one box or the other. But does that really
0: empower you? Does that really give someone empowerment to kind of, like we've said before, you know, and we've mentioned over the past few episodes, it kind of makes you just blend into the crowd. It's not very outstanding. It's not very, you know, raucous. It's, It's pretty bland, and does that really? Um, does I don't know. I mean, because personally, I don't subscribe to that myself, and I, I genuinely don't know the answer to this. But is it actually very empowering to kind of not be associated to, to essentially anything? To be almost <coughs> like a is, blank canvas.
2: Is that just because the industry's answer to it has been so dull? Yeah. Really. Yeah. If yeah. if they have because yeah. yeah because they haven't really come up with they've just stuck a label on a big t-shirt and not really come up with anything terribly innovative or anything to show that actually agender fashion could be so much more there is so much more to it and so many ways you could go with it but they haven't really bothered
3: i think the industry hasn't been able to successfully incorporate agender styles seamlessly Mm. like it's Mm. it's it's highlighting it in uh in ways we wouldn't want to see it. Uh, I was actually going through a lot of fashion blogs, like a lot of choir fashion blogs, and the kind of styles they come up with, the the way they mix and match things, you know, there's laces with leather, there's um, very bold prints, but, it, but the way they do it, uh, it just looks fantastic. So I think we spoke about trickle-down theory in uh, mm-hmm. the last week, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so if... Fashion, uh, if brands started to take up the trickle-up theory, uh, Mm -hmm. if they started to look at street styles and kind of like incorporate those, I think it would do wonders. But
0: I think it's worrying, though, because if they do incorporate the trickle-up theory... Are they really doing it for any social cause, or are they doing it because they see people want that? And they and like we've mentioned again before, it's for profitability; it's mm. so they can get a return on investment. And I know it's it's a very dark and pessimistic way of looking at things, but I think at the end of the day, the fashion industry, in my view, fashion industry it's a, it's an industry; it's a business. And what mm. do businesses do? They make money. Mm. And I think that they yeah they can hijack on what people want but are they really doing it for a good cause are they or are they just doing it because they think yeah you know this seems profitable right now well they also we said, want
1: to remain relevant and prog- yeah. in, 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 and be seen to be progressive or at least championing but I know causes. we've mentioned
0: you know with the selvages, and it was a it was a pop-up that's mm. the thing we're saying and how in, you know how invested in a cause can you really or are you really mm. if it's something temporary and then they'll move on to something else yeah. the next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think also it it, it wants to, um, yeah, as I said before, it just wants to, um, you know, create this sort of outsider looking in type of scenario where we briefly take a glimpse of this exotic, you know, community and we and we take from that, you know, this whole new concept that we can repackage, um, as a concept that has existed in the past before and and maybe attach a bit of a social message to it given that there are so many buzzwords about gender inequality in, in other you know sort of spheres of, of society at the moment. I
2: think that's the thing though if it's it would be much more like worthwhile to stick with it to yeah. invest time yeah. in getting people used to the idea getting your average shopper used to a different shopping concept, um, <laughs> keeping these ranges in store easily available among all the other ranges so it's not you know that would be much more progressive to my mind to introduce this as the new normal whatever gender you subscribe to you can go into a store and products are accessible to you Mm. available to you the shopping environment is one that you feel comfortable in and you can just go and do an everyday activity and enjoy it the same way other people do who are already catered for Mm. um that would be that would be where they made the difference mm. for me, which is what I would like to see them do. Rather yeah. than we just have a pop up shop or a pop up trend yeah. or a- yeah. I
0: think maybe we're missing kind of a really important question though. Is that despite how invested they are into it, I mean, at the end of the day, is it still just kind of forcing the f- a female into a male aesthetic? I mean, yes. what do we think, Do what do I people think, the, think about agenda? Age like, when you look at it, what does it look in like? In its current men's guide, fashion. yes,
2: yeah. I think so. And I think for like, <clears throat> for high street fashion, most definitely, because it's the easiest mm-hmm. way of mm-hmm. doing it without, with making very little effort. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can just remarket it as something mm-hmm. else. Um, yeah, I mean, the question comes if people are going to invest in this that they need to, you know, I'm sure there's other designers out there doing much more innovative things and probably been doing them for a while but get no mm. sort of credit for it or anything like that. Um, but, you know... But those I'll, ideas would be interesting. I always want
1: to try and understand why androgyny, which, you know, is, is really, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been sort of incorporated into some form in my own personal styling, but I've always wondered why it really is so progressive and anything you know feminine it seemed way too whimsical and non-progressive and traditional and, and old-fashioned traditional. I, I don't understand where we've yeah
2: I think that's the thing as particularly well within this, this industry
1: so when you look at it in the grand scheme of things you know with with its attachments to social issues such as gender inequalities it you know, the reflection is not looking good at the moment. Well, I
2: also think, you know, we've had many generations of them only supplying to two genders Mm. and you haven't really been able to get that right. Now you've introduced another way and you're still not getting it right. Because I just, I mean, I remember Mm. seeing...
0: in a John Lewis ad for their children's wear yeah, and, the like, remote. their age and gender. But I was, when I was looking at it, I was like, you've, all you've done is just made boys' mm-hmm. clothes and then just modelled a girl in them. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? They had, like, leggings with, like, dinosaurs on and then a <laughs> navy blue top with red crocodiles on and, like, the boy was wearing the same mm-hmm. outfit as the girl. And I was like, essentially, you've put a girl in a boy's outfit and then you've just advertised it as an age and a range like right. it it's not right. you're just
1: yeah. it's a branding opportunity I mustn't yeah. and it works on the psychology as well because you know it for maybe maybe the, the upside is is that it forces parents to really kind of um, you know acknowledge that there are these very restrictive roles that we do impose on our children and it's it, it's it it, it starts at that buying stage of of clothing for our children it's it's trying to maybe bring awareness um to this whole issue but then again it's almost like it's pointing the finger at gender roles
0: just a quick reminder you're listening to the ao london podcast please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on give us a review and carry on the protest enjoy the rest of the podcast (laughs) I mean, I enemy. guess it comes, I mean, like, full circle, I suppose, mm. back to what we discussed in episode one, and it's the idea that gender roles, they're formed from conception. Yeah. They're formed from the moment that you are a gender. You know, as soon as you find out if you're a girl or a boy, you're therefore, you know, um, put into that camp, mm. Like, I suppose. I think it's just
1: self-expression. I really do. Yeah. I, there, there should be, you know, the, the, creating another box you know, to tick is just it's it's just counter counterintuitive for me. Just everyone needs to just express themselves in whichever way they feel, you know, best suits them. They need to first establish who they are and not really look towards fashion in trying to navigate through that. Cause I think, you know but
0: I think for so many people and especially, you know, um like transgender um, fashions that escape, that's their mm. release, and that's their way of expressing who they are, and that's their way of being a boy but wanting to be a girl, and that's, that's the only way they can do or vice it. Versa, yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah,
3: I think that I saw this shirt from Burberry, uh, it was maroon colored and it was completely. Um, of lace, it was made of lace, and it was half-sleeved. And I, I it, in the in the photograph, a man was wearing it, and I was like, I could wear this too. Like this is too pretty, I could wear it too. Mm. And that's when I thought, okay, maybe if you don't market something as an gender style uh, clothing, mm. maybe it could, uh, uh, it could appeal to everybody. Mm. You know, say you have the same shirt, a man wears it and a female wears it too. The same shirt with no difference. Well, it's
0: isn't it like um. That's like but the couples, isn't quite, it? Yeah, you know, with yeah. the couples, and it's like they get couples, and you know, it's mm. like it, it's the, their whole premise is that you can share each other's clothes. You could essentially have the same wardrobe or, or mm. a very similar one, mm. and you know, you could share his jumper and he could wear your jeans. I mean, obviously, yes, yeah, sizing he's issues, but like, <laughs> yes. it's, it's but like it's essentially yeah. yeah. But then again, is that just? I mean, is is that then just accommodating people who subscribe to both of them and mm-hmm. want to dabble? You know, someone who who does subscribe to female and guy a guy who subscribes to male, and they just want to dabble in the two. Does it? Does that really help out people who who genuinely
1: don't well funny
0: understand enough, either?
1: the The funny thing with um, Laura's dissertation was that she uh, sorry she's a student from uh, who was studying psychology um, in fashion. Um, at MA level, and she um, she identified that actually it's the process of buying clothing um, for transgender people or people within the LGBT community that they struggle with um, you know quite often. So having that ability to be able to, you know, be in an agender environment makes you know whatever, Emotional, negative emotional connotations that are associated or the anxiety that's associated with buying clothes it it, it takes that away mm. um but I just don't know how that fits, but does in. it take
0: their personality away too? Does it take their identity away?
1: Is it just kind of an easy escape? well, funny enough that they're, they're an incredibly fluid um you know they're they're very fluid in how they represent themselves so one day they may feel as though they they want to maybe come across as a little bit more masculine mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. days a little bit more feminine mm-hmm. so you know maybe an agenda concept wouldn't work in that respect because mm-hmm. you know they're still playing to gender roles or gender you know gender role role playing within the fashion expression um it's it's such an it's a very deep um and complicated you know, sort of issue to try and understand. And I don't think that there is this solution because mm-hmm. it, it's embedded so deep within the fabric of, mm-hmm. you know, society and in our history and in our many cultures um, that, you know, it's it's really just the, the tip of the iceberg when we're looking at, you know, this as a trend. It really is. And what I'm scared of it forms its its um, purpose for designers because I guess designers are able to do away with women's wear collections, do away with separate men's wear collections and fuse the two together. But, you know, just doing it purely for, <laughs> you know, making it a little bit more, you know, relaxed on the old profit margins, mm. for me, is not really a good enough mm. reason for a cause like this. Um, and so what I'm quite interested in is, um, you know, looking at how we actually consciously make a world, you know, far better for everyone, for everyone in whichever way, shape or form they express themselves in and not feeling the fear of being judged um, or not feeling the fear of not fitting in. So I guess what we are really trying to um, sort of discuss is that maybe there's an element of caution that we need to apply with a gender fashion um, because in some respects it, it kind of does reinstall the same values of male privilege, um, you know, where women are kind of forced to fit into this male aesthetic. But equally, for communities that don't subscribe to um, gender binary identities, and you know, that that is a form of... Um, being able to feel accepted at least or it takes at least the stress away and the anxiety away from from actually having to you know express themselves through fashion but I guess the next question is then are we even willing to adapt to a a gender fashion you know are we in a position where you know be something that I don't mid-change. think it's. I
0: don't really think it's the fashion that we need to adapt to. I think it's the thinking behind it, and it's the thought mm-hmm. process that fuels that. And I think that, you know, for as long as we live by those stereotypes and die by those stereotypes of boy and girl and other, the the next you know the fashion wave is never going to happen. It will be a passing trend, and then it won't have impacted anything. And I think it's it's the it's not the root of the issue it's for me and, and again a really pessimistic view but i genuinely just think it's it's the fashion industry trying to profit on a very deep social issue and a very current issue that a lot of people you know a, a, it affects a lot of people but i just don't think that you know um just having an agender range and every company having something that's not for boys or for girls but it's technically a a girl in boys clothes like it's
1: not it's not solving anything it does bring awareness and i think that's the only takeaway point yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. it gives visibility yeah Yeah. to something that's invisible exactly Mm -hmm. it brings awareness Mm -hmm. because there is a lot that goes on with people who struggle Mm -hmm. with gender identities and i think it's their struggle that I empathise with, whether the fashion industry empathises with those struggles, I doubt it, because they're going to be seen as exotic today mm-hmm. and old news tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be another trend or another subculture that the fashion industry will find interesting that it can make itself more relevant, mm. you know, through the, the exploitation of. Mm-hmm. So uh, me personally, I empathise with those, with those individuals, mm-hmm. with those communities, however um whether i feel that this is something that can really make you know um, a societal change in in the way gender roles and gender identities are 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 pretty much the you know applied maybe i don't know m- maybe maybe not
2: i mean you can't yeah. argue that it hasn't started a conversation exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it 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 does give a, a sort of an awareness to it puts headlines in newspapers, and yeah. mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. And um, I, you know, I think it's potentially a very good thing. I know it hasn't; some of the initiatives haven't always got a lot of good press. But at least if it's in the press, it's being talked about, right. um, and those conversations become more audible. In kind of terms of baby steps, mm-hmm. yeah. then I guess there's yeah. there's there are some positives to it. I just think because you you know everybody knows there's a monetary issue behind this there's business interest behind this it it doesn't always feel authentic, a, authentic. authentic yeah. Yeah. yeah and but i think I that's think, a shame because it is I, very important i
0: guess similar very similar actually to awareness of mental health it's yeah it it it's baby steps but the first step is awareness and it's yeah. raising awareness that yeah. you know um like mental health is is a disease it you know you can't see it but it's a disease Mm -hmm. and not being able to identify with either being male or female is a social issue and it's not something that should be looked on as a profit measure you know and like a like a profit opportunity and i guess yeah as soon as there is a business interest people get you know they get wary and they start losing confidence and losing yeah. trust
3: I think yeah. if they keep this business thinking aside for a while and, mm. if, and I, I do have faith in the industry otherwise I think they have incredible power to kind of change perspectives mm. so maybe sooner or later it should happen <laughs> Thanks so much for listening.
0: Please let us know your thoughts and carry on the discussion on social media at Alpha Omega underscore London. Please subscribe on whichever platform you listen on and leave us a review to carry on the protest.